Hey guys, Bejimps and Darius, aka BJ here from Dear Dad Podcast. Now, when I started this podcast, I wanted a platform where I can record and upload my content very easily. I didn't want to go through any hoops to get my podcast out there. When I did start my podcast, I was on a different platform. But after I was introduced to Anchor not once, not twice, but over three times by my close friends, I decided to give Anchor a try. I must say, I absolutely love it. Not only is it easy to use, but I am able to record, edit, post, and publish all my episodes right there on the app or the site. I was able to transfer all my episodes onto Anchor in less than five minutes. That, for me, was unbelievable. Oh yeah, here's the best thing of all. It's free. It is free to use. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. But take my word on this. It's true. Using Anchor has definitely made podcasts so easy. Trust me, you'll love it. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad Podcast, a platform where you can come and express yourself rather through poetry, spoken words, essay, or simply a live conversation. This is all dad talk. I'm here for you. Let's go. Hello, you beautiful people. Thank you again for joining me for the Dear Dad Podcast. Once again, my name is Bjemson Darius, a.k.a. BJ. Now, this guest that I have on my on now today is my older brother. I know you guys heard it before about uh, him. Um, he goes by P, he goes by uh, Peggy, um, and that, but that's my older brother. And I can honestly say right now, it's a pleasure, it's an honor for me to um, have him on the show with me right now to tell you, to tell me his part. Uh, about fatherhood, his part about my dad, our dad, his part of as far as the journey being becoming a dad. So uh, today, I want to introduce you to my older brother, uh, Piglito Darius. He's the oldest nephew, the oldest son, um, and the firstborn of, of of the family. So once again, I want to introduce you to guys to Piglito Darius. Thank you, BJ. Thank you for having me on this podcast. I know is uh, we've been talking about this for a while. We've been uh, asking me for the past, uh, you know, several months to come on. And uh, because of schedule differences, we could not make it. But uh, I am finally here to, you know, uh, sit down and talk to you. And um, first of all, I want to say congratulations on this. This is really huge. And uh, I, I really like this. I really like the direction you're going with this podcast. So uh, keep going, brother. So thank you for having me once again. Thanks, thanks. That's a huge compliment. I, I'm taking it, and I'm gonna say thank you, thank you so much. So we're gonna dive right in into it, the questions, and um, I'm gonna encourage you to again to go as far as you want to go and as depth as you want to go with these questions. This one is more about um you, and then we can go on to the next question. So the first question I want to have for you. So tell me about um P. Well, before I go on, let me allow me to have a a minute to say uh to uh, send out a shout out to this generation of uh, father. Uh, I'm talking about the Dariuses, the millions. Um, you look around, we have, uh, first of all, um, shout out to you, man, because you are a great father. Shout out to G, shout out to Chen Lee, shout out to John, Max, Martin, um, all the millions and, um, Thompson, Gabe, 
every this generation, man, we're just amazing fathers, and uh, we don't take a back seat to you know to anything. We are involved, and that is just great. To anyone I didn't mention, whether your father, your Darius, or father to be, you know, great men in this family. So, uh, thank you for that. Thank you for giving me this minute. But me personally, who am I as a father? Uh, I am a father to two boys, a husband and a father to two boys, as you already know, to uh, Aiden, my oldest, who is now a teenager, 14 years old, and um, Logan, my youngest, who is five, um, who just uh, taking over the house. He, he thinks he runs everything here. <laughs> That's who I am, man, a father to the two. Two lovely boys, the, just two gifts. I can't I mean, say thank you enough for. Definitely, I mean, I know Logan is is he's a he's he's a ruler. He comes and he dominates everything. Uh, he has that characteristic in him. But he's, I love this kid. Both of them are just amazing kids. And I, so far, you, I mean, you've been doing and have been doing an awesome job. So I wanted to move forward with um the the real questions that we wanted to dive into. Um, and this is more towards um, my father, our father, uh, our dad. And uh, again, I encourage you to go as far and as, as vulnerable as you want to go. Um, it's up to you. And I just want you to tell me to tell us um, about dad, about our father, your memory of him. Oh, wow. Um, my dad, he's a, he's, a, he's a mysterious man, you know. <laughs> um, with a lot of, you know, flaws, but he owned up to too many of them um but um i'm um i can say that i'm very thankful for having him at 40 years old because you know life is very short life is very short um as you know right now his uh, health is not the best and uh, he's fighting to you know to be better to be a better um grandfather a better father in his later life and uh, I appreciate that about him you know so um, that's it that's my dad in a in a box <laughs> yeah he has a he has a way of, of of um of pulling people towards him he has a really positive attitude and I always loved that about him and I think I pulled that myself um um, and I think a lot of us pull that from him as well. His characteristics in him that we pull from him. Um, a lot of his uh, uh, good behaviors, I can honestly say, characteristic traits that we I carried on him that I can see him and 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 my dad. Um, and every day that I see him, every time that I'm around him, that I see certain similarities of what I do that he does. And I'm like, oh, that's where I get that from. Oh, this is what I do. Um, and I see it in my son as well. You know, I see certain behaviors that he do. Sometimes he crosses his leg a certain way. Sometimes he scratches his head a certain way. Um, the way he's chill back, he's laid back, should I say, is my characteristic. And that's just exactly how dad is. And I know you, you and your sons, um, I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a couple of characteristics in, in, in them that you can see in you. Um, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the characteristics in dad that you see in yourself? And maybe even see it in your two sons. That's a very good question. Well, that part where you said about um, you crossing your legs or you scratching your head in a very sense spot, <laughs> that is something that we all do. <laughs> I don't know why I can explain it, but it's something that we all do. 
he's a and my dad he's a people person in a way you know he's uh he loves having people around him uh as I, as far as i can see right now um because you know he grew up with uh, a lot of brothers around so uh he loved having his family around um, that's what i see in my dad and um my kids are just uh, laid back, you know. <laughs> Aiden is a very laid back kid. Logan is very um, energetic. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, very I'm energized all the time. I get tired. I mean, now I'm older and stuff. But when I was younger, I, I'm I'm I've been always full of energy, and I see a lot of that in Logan. And he doesn't say certain things that you know <laughs> that reminds you of uh, of me. That remind, but I can't think of anything right now. But uh, you know, your kids are a um, they're they're you when you were younger. They're uh, a spitting image almost of uh, things that you used to do. Um, I wanted to um, deviate from this from a little bit, and this is um, something that I was thinking about. Um, and I wanted to get your opinion about it. And I just wanted to know. Because um, you're the oldest, so you have more of a idea, you have more of a clear understanding, or you have more of a of um, a, a clearer background um, with dad. Do you feel that because of his upbringing, or especially the lack of upbringing, shaped who he is right now? Because I know with grandpa, he didn't, you know, I don't know the relationship with them, and I don't know what kind of relationship he had with with grandpa and the rest of my uncles and aunts. Do you feel like his upbringing had uh, something to do with who he has become? Oh, a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. Because if you um, if you're around his brothers a lot, Willie, Watkin, you know, all his brothers, and you know the stories that they tell about them growing up in Haiti is just uh, you could make a movie out of that, you could write a book out of that. They articulate themselves very well when they are telling the stories about them growing up, especially some of the stuff that my dad went through with, you know, his dad. Um, we don't have to go into details about that, but, you know, it was not easy, especially growing up in Haiti, you know. The first thing um, you uh, break the rules, the first thing they reach for is, you know, a broomstick or... <laughs> Or a branch from the tree. So my dad, he had his um, he had his share of whipping growing up, and um, you know, and I don't, I guess that kind of you know shaped his relationship with his dad in a way. But that's for him to tell you. That's not for me to tell you. But the stuff that I've heard, he was uh, <laughs> he wasn't too nice. You know, it was just something that would be acceptable in today's. Uh, society so um, yeah he probably s- experienced a lot of things that you know shape his um, relationship with us uh, as far as being a father so yeah I would say so we're going to change the dynamic a little bit from here um, from about our dad our dad and we're going to just talk about fatherhood so it's about you focusing on you now so I just want to change that a little bit and I just want to, you to tell me about fatherhood. Tell me about how it is to be a dad. How was it like for you? 
Well, to be honest with you, when I first found out that I was going to be a father, I was uh, very shaken up. I was very scared. I remember it like yesterday when uh, my wife came up to me and told me that, you know, she uh, she's pregnant and she's expecting. <laughs> and uh, I was very shaken up. I didn't know what to do because, you know, I was, uh, I was, uh, it was not something I was ready for. I mean, that's, it's not something you can ever be ready for, but, uh. I was scared, but once that um, once Aiden came along, it was a it was a beautiful thing, man. I, I just um, I just I just took it, you know, open arms. Like I never said to myself, "Okay, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. Or I'm gonna, you know." I just sat back and then uh, take care of responsibility. And uh, I've loved it so far, man. It's, 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 it's everything. It's everything. Being a parent, you know, taking care of uh, someone who depends on you. You being there for them and giving them, you know, all the, you know, guidelines, all the, you know, love that you can give. It was it was different. Was there a difference when you heard... Um the announcement from um, your older son um, to your your youngest son was there a difference when you heard the announcement about um, their arrival? <laughs> yeah, there definitely was a difference because uh, again, it wasn't something that was planned, and um, and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I wasn't ready for to be father to uh, another child. You know, just because um, it's not an easy thing, you know, it's not an easy thing. Um, but um, to be honest, they are just a gift. If we knew Aiden, they just, Aiden was born um, on the 23rd and then he came home on Christmas Day. So Aiden is my Christmas gift, right? Yeah. So he's, I never wanted, people ask me if, if I ever wanted anything for Christmas. And I, I smiled and said, <laughs> I smiled and said, no, never wanted anything because I already got my Christmas gift years ago, 15 years ago, because he's 14. And um, Aiden, Logan, I'm sorry, Logan came home on my birthday. <laughs> Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, Aiden came home on my birthday. He was born on the June 30th, came home on July 2nd. Logan. Logan, so it's, I always smiled at that, you know? <laughs> yeah, Aiden came home on Christmas, that's a Christmas gift. And Logan came home on, uh, on my birthday. So what more can you ask for if you know? <laughs> as a father well that's I mean that's a gift that's keep on giving I mean you got Christmas and your birthday um, that's just an amazing gift I mean you, I mean, like you said you can't really ask for for much um, uh, you got two boys I know with uh, with Emmanuel um, he has two girls <laughs> he's the only one that's out of all of us that have um, two girls and I mean it's it, that's a different dynamic in itself raising two girls in comparison to raising two boys and I know you were talking about before when you just when you heard the announcement about your, your both of your your sons coming. 
he said he was he was not prepared for it or he's not prepared to be a dad yet or it was just nothing it wasn't something to be you were prepared for because maybe your mental state or whatever situation might be i just wanted to find out from you and ask you that did you have an idea what kind of dad you wanted to be before you became a dad and if so do you feel like you are that person now no because it's not something you when you're young you don't well that's something you think about i mean you young i'm, I'm young and you know doing whatever i wanted to do it's, it's, it just hits you but to be quite to be honest i always said um some part of me always said, um, I don't really want to be an absent father. I want to be present because growing up, as you know, and you, as you already mentioned some previous um, podcast conversation that you had, you know, dad was not really around. So that always been on the back of my mind. Like if I become a dad, I just want to be one that's. I, I want to be one that the one person, the one guy that shows up and be present, no matter the situation. Yeah, so that plays that plays that plays a role in, in me becoming a father. I, there's no need to deny it. I think about the type of father that we had, who wasn't always there. He was present, but he wasn't there. You get what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? No, a hundred percent. Yes, I do. Yeah, he was not playing the role he should have been playing. And again, I don't blame him for that because he probably had something to do with his upbringing. But, you know, um, my thing was, I'm going to be there for my son, no matter what, no matter the situation, no matter how rough it gets between, you know, his mother and I. We, I'm going to be there and do, and, and do my best. I'm, I'm going to, I want to backtrack a little bit from before um i know you mentioned um that you know because he wasn't there because he was not participating in our life as much as we wanted him to or as you wanted him to um that you changed you wanted to change the dynamic when you get when you have a child or when you become a dad um you wanted to be there you wanted to be present on in in their lives i, I wanted to ask you so what kind of effect did the presence or the lack of presence in dad had an effect on you? Oh man, it was. Um, I I um. I probably didn't understand. I probably figured out my father wasn't present. Probably when I was, I'm gonna say, around seven or eight years old. And we're talking about when I was in Haiti. You know, that was way before we traveled here. Um, because my earliest, one of my earliest memories, him showing up on a bike. Um, I can't tell you if it was every day or every weekend, but I know he wasn't present because he, I can't ever remember him being in the house with us. I just know he would come around and then there were some kids that would yell to me, Uncle Peggy, Peggy, your dad is coming. And then I would run 
stop whatever I'm doing and then run to him because you know that's that's your father that's dad <laughs> that's what every boys want you know the presence of the dad um yeah and then um when we got here it was pretty much the same thing it was um he wasn't around much and i started as i got older i started questioning some questioning myself like um i look around i see all you know my cousins and their dads are around uh their dads um sleep you know in the same household as they are so you start questioning yourself like what's going on with my dad why isn't in he around <laughs> yeah i know before i mentioned that um just him not being there um and just like you said it, had, it definitely had an effect on us um and and i wanted to just like dive in with you to see because you were older so I'm, i don't know if you remember more or so more because i know i just have snippets and bits and pieces uh, of memory of him um i just know for you you were older so you probably have a a broader broader understanding or view of him um but just like you said just being him being there and him being around not being there it's just definitely was a, an impact like you said you see other you see your cousins and friends have dads in the desert at the home so why couldn't he be there you know you just couldn't understand that um and it definitely for me played a, a heavy role uh in my life because i know i said it before um he was around we saw him at family outings we saw him like you know daily we saw him but as far as being in the house he wasn't there and that definitely played a role because the, the disciplinary action that we needed in our lives we didn't have it at least for me i didn't have it i didn't have discipline so therefore i feel like i needed it um to maybe better structure my life better structure my behavior um better way of acting or uh, uh not acting a certain way um so it definitely played a role role with me um how, how did that impact you him being there but not ever being there um it was tough man because um you me being the oldest is that as i get older and i don't see him it's like i'm kind of forced upon to not just take the you know the role of being you know a brother or older brother but i'm trying to figure out should i should i be like a father figure to my younger brother <laughs> or my younger sisters like what role am i supposed to play so i'm like confused i'm trying to balance the two like okay he's not around i'm the oldest i'm supposed to take charge because you know that's what a older son supposed to do so it was very tough man and um and i didn't really want to occupy myself with being a father really because i didn't understand it i don't know what it was what it what i'm what i'm supposed to do i know i know i could be a brother i could be you know a friend but as far as playing the role of a father i didn't know any it it it, it it kind of i started to feel that pressure when i say when i was around 14 years old 13 14 years old which is very young because you know 
Um, it happens. Um, but um, I couldn't understand it. Like, why? Why he's not around? What What did we do for you know him to just just want to pop up once in a while and then disappear for weeks? You know, uh, I was kind of I was battling with that, and uh, I felt like I kind of miss out on certain things a little bit. Yeah, because um, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm not going to lie. And I had a conversation with um, Barbara and also uh, Gael, and more or less towards Gael for now. Um, she was reflecting on growing up since dad wasn't around. She felt that you as the older brother should be stepping in, or you as a brother, that's what was going to be the next the next one online to to fill in that gap and i know you mentioned that as well too and i and i wanted to just say for my half that even as growing up maybe i just think differently and i i felt differently i never wanted you to be my dad i never wanted you to play a role of my dad like that was my dad's role and that's what i wanted him to play i always wanted you to just be my older brother like that's the honest truth. Like you always been someone that I looked up to, always been someone that I, I envy, always be someone that I was like I always wanted to be like, to tell you the truth. Um and I never wanted I never had the perspective, I never had the view of you being a father figure for me because my dad wasn't around. I just wanted you to be my older brother. I just wanted you to be there for me. I'm not saying you wasn't, but I didn't want to put that pressure on you. And I didn't feel like it was fair for me to put that pressure on you to be a daddy figure or step in line to be a, a father. Um, and it's, for me, it was never fair. Um, but again, that's just my point of view at, uh, in it. Um, everybody has their, their view in it. But I, I know Gael definitely mentioned that. And um, Barbara was also mentioned the relationship that you both had and the way you guys um, uh, were. I mean, she said before that you guys were, um, you were her first father figure. Um, that's the honesty. That's what she said before, that you were her first father figure and you guys were like inseparable at a certain time. Um, and I mean, you grew up and things change you know, um, because if somebody said something or somebody didn't say something or reactions or not, um, it, it plays a role. But I, did, I didn't feel the need to have you play the father role for me. Wow. This is this is pretty deep, man. Yeah. Um, and I understand where you're coming from. Um, because I I never had an older brother or anything like that, so I didn't have a, someone to kind of really look up to to be to play the role for me as a father figure. Um, but for you guys, I like I said, I wanted to be <clears throat> at one point in my life. I just wanted to do so much for you guys so that you guys can just forget that we had we have a father but I never got to that point um, because I saw how much you guys were suffering as an older brother I saw how much you needed dad around how much G needed dad around, how much Gael needed dad around. 
So I wanted to play that role, but I could not figure it out because I was so young. And what am I going to do? You know, um, that right there kind of messed with me. Like I said previously, you know, I wanted, I was trying to find the right balance between being a brother and being a father. But I never got to that point of where I could say, I've provided you, even if I got to that point, I can never, be, I can never play that role. I can never play that role of a father to you guys because I wasn't put here to play that role. That was his job to come in and be a father and show up and, you know, do what a father is supposed to do. Um, now for Barbara, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit different for Barbara because you could say I pretty much raise her yeah my dad was around to see her but I pretty much raised her I was probably her first father figure you know because when she came home you know for the first I don't know five years or whatever time we um we were down there living in that one bedroom apartment. It was just me. You know, I remember if she has to go to the babysitter, it, it was me that had to drop her. If she had to be picked up, it was me that had to pick her up. So diapers had to be changed. It was me that had to do it, you know, at times. Of course, you guys was around helping, but I was keep, always keeping my eyes like, you know, as the older brother. So my very first experience as a father, you could say, start with Barbara. Everything I know, changing diapers, you know, giving a baby a bath, um, putting her to sleep, bottle feeding, all of that <laughs> is because of Bobby. I've learned all of that because of through Bobby. She was my, she was my baby <laughs> before she was anybody else's baby you know so but um i could not play that role no matter what i tried i could not be i could not play a, a father figure because i didn't know i could give you guys all uh, i could protect you guys and you know from a fight or you know somebody trying to disrespect you guys or whatever it may be um, as a brother, but not as a father, and uh, it kind of hurt me that you know I couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't do it because I I didn't have any training I didn't no formal there was no one here there was no one there for us to teach me to tell me okay this is what you do this is this and that as a man everything I kind of learned later on is from uh, you could say is from Uncle Franz. You know, that man was uh, that man was there for us. He was there teaching me some of the ropes as the oldest. Like you, the this is, this is like you, the oldest. You have to take leads. Certain things you have to do. Certain you know, certain things you could do. Certain things you can't do. And uh, I thank him for that. I thank him for that. Just learning to be a father 
your first role to be a father, you learn it actually to raise your own sister, um, Barbara, um, Bobby, or I think that was probably interesting in itself. I don't I see my memories are like foggy with that. I know I probably helped out and maybe was there, but to hear you say change the first diaper, bathing, bringing him, bringing her to babysitting, a, day, a daycare that was you doing. Because I guess I was in a different state of mind. I was doing my own thing, and I was, I was. I mean, I was involving my own self, trying to figure out myself. Um, uh, so I, I didn't have that memory. I also, again, I was. I, I find it fascinating that it was just you learn to be a parent by raising your own siblings, or again, raising Barbara. Um, and I wanted to say to you, to be honest, I've learned how to be a parent be, between you and Gamanuel. You were my first parenting skills honestly you were my first parenting skills the way you and you treat um treat in love uh aiden from the first time that i saw you guys was interacting the way you literally just like gave everything up for him um your time and your patience for him and grown grow, allowing him to grow up and allow him to do certain things and um punishing him the proper ways and being there for him uh, no matter what taught me how to be a father um, the way you are with Logan, the way you are a husband at times, it, it taught me how to be a, a, a better parent. I didn't have an example. Like you said, you didn't have an example. But I want to think, I, I want to personally thank you, and as well as Gamanuel, but you personally right now, for what you have done. The sacrifices that you made, the little bit that you feel like it, it was, it was a lot for me. Because I, again, you were my first example, my first more or less hero, the first person, the person that I always wanted to be like, uh, so everything that you were doing, everything that you did, I wanted to be. I wanted to become like you. You were playing basketball. I wanted to be play basketball. You wanted to be a good in school. I wanted to be good in school. Everything that you did subconsciously, I wanted to be. I wanted to be exactly like you. To tell the truth, I wanted to be a parent like you. I wanted to act like you. I wanted to have your personality. I wanted to have your intelligence because I felt like you were you were like the idol person to be because I didn't have any any example. My dad wasn't around. Uncles and aunts was not didn't live with us didn't live around us so we didn't I didn't have that per se so the only person that I had was you and for me I just absorb as much as I can um from you as 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 possible um everything that you were doing I was just like literally just like jotting down memory see okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like this I got into sports because of you all that stuff was because of you so if you ever think that um you didn't do anything or you didn't do enough at least from my perspective you did a tremendous job being an older brother i'm not just gonna be 100 percent transparent you are you were and still be are being a good and amazing um um older brother still look up to you and i still uh fear you when you say certain things to tell you the truth but that's what i wanted to really tell you especially in this podcast that you are doing a good job you have been doing a good job and i just wanted to let you know that the, the stuff that you're doing or have been doing i'm literally doing it with my son right now uh, the things that you're doing right now with your, with Logan and uh, Aiden, I'm doing it with my son. Like the way I'm, I'm a hundred percent being there for him. I'm giving him my time. I'm uh, embracing him. I'm doing whatever he loves, and I'm only doing these things because you were doing these things. Still today, at this age of 38 years old, I'm still following your shadow i'm still mimicking you 
You know, I don't know if you know to that degree that this is what's going on, but I wanted to literally freely tell you this is how it is for me right now with you. Wow, thank you so much for that, BJ. I, I, I honestly did not know. Um, that's how you felt. Um, one thing is I know <clears throat> uh, growing up, I always wanted to be, you know, I always wanted to be a good example to you and and, the, and, and all the guys, Barbara, Emmanuel, um, it's always, I always, it's always in the back of my mind that, you know, I couldn't do certain things because I know you watching, you know, I know, uh, Emmanuel's watching. So <laughs> not to say that, you know, there was things that there, there are things I didn't want to do. Oh, I couldn't do, but I know you guys was always watching. So I was going to set be a good example to you guys and I'm happy that you uh, you know, you um confessed this to me. It makes me feel really good. Um, thank you. You're more than welcome, man. I'm I mean I tend to try to focus on the positive. A lot of stuff that goes on in my life, I try not to focus on that. Mentally I don't have the capacity to hold on to negativity. So whatever positive human beings, whatever positivity that I have around me, siblings is definitely a definitely um, uh, a, a magnet for me that whatever that is going on that's positive, I want to do it too. Um, but I know that dynamics sometimes change. Um, just like you, you being an older brother, me being just a brother in itself, I want to be an example. I want to be an example to you and I want to be an example to Emmanuel and I want to be an example to Martine, Gael, Barbara, um, and, and all my all the rest of our siblings. I want to be example. I mean, because again, I, I can't always follow your shadow. I can't always want to be like that. I can't always want to be like you. I gotta step out that shadow and want to be better for myself. Um, because uh, there are a lot of stuff that I want to be and I want to do, or some certain things that um, that I would want. I feel like if I'm not getting it, I had to now live that. I had to be that example primarily right now because of my son and i know you're going through that too i want to be that example i want to literally set a foundation for um not only for my siblings but for my son to have an example like my dad is able to do this or he's done this he's able to accomplish this my uncle's done this and they're able to accomplish this so we are able to do it and we didn't have that growing up and I know with all the, the millions uh, in the Darius, what we're doing right now, our generation is trying to change the dynamic, change the, 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 the stigma of black parents or black fathers. We're, change, we're changing that. I know you mentioned that in the beginning. We are taking initiative in our, in, in our, in our kids' lives. We're taking initiative. And it's, we're being, we're being in, uh, intentional about that. And we have to be intentional because... There are other people watching, not only our, uh, our kids, but there are other people watching. Everything that we do or don't do, and I, that's one thing that my wife and I go by, everything that we do or don't do, there are, there's always somebody paying attention. So always be in the best behavior. I'm not saying things don't go wrong, but we're always trying to be better, a better version of ourselves. And I got that, I think that from Emmanuel, he said that. Trying to be a better version of yourself. It's hard, but I, sometimes you have to step out the shadow of somebody else in order for you to become better.
you have to know that you want to be better to be uh to become better no i hundred uh, percent agree man because um we we trying to break a chain um especially with uh this family you know you've heard uh like uh people would always um people would use uh especially my dad but I, I keep I, we i say my dad because that's how we always refer to him even with my with mom we always say my my mom because that's how we always refer to uh both our parents but um we 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 it's a chain that we need to break um people always say like oh man Darius is man yeah I have a lot of kids you know what I'm saying um but my my dad although he um of all the brothers and you know all of his siblings he has the most kids I've always given him credit for you know being around and claiming all his kids you, <laughs> you know um that's a huge thing for me because he could have just said you know what I don't claim any of these kids I don't claim any of the kids for many of these moments that I have but I always give him credit for claiming his kids and being um present like I said earlier he was he some things I can't explain because you know that's something he would have to um sit down and and tell you why all these kids from a different woman you know um but um you know I, I, it, I I'm I'm um I'm thankful that he he acknowledged all of his kids and it's not like he just dump them off to anybody and be like hey you take care of my responsibility but he it's a chain that we need to break and um I'll try to talk to Aiden about that as well like you know um how you carry yourself out here you know it means a lot because you know people are always talking and always judging you know um but this generation as I uh mentioned earlier a lot of a lot of credit man a lot of um a lot of credit to us because we are doing the right thing you know we enough kids lives we are taking care of them like we're supposed to being good husband um and that's all you know we could do that's all we that's all that's necessary being present for your kids um i know the podcast is about you know classics your experience with your dad so i just want to say um to the generation just keep doing what you're doing nice nice all right so again we're going to go back to um uh, uh, father uh, you being a dad and um change that dynamic a little bit just change the, the atmosphere um so tell me what do you enjoy most about being a dad the time that I spend with my kids, man, they, um, it's, it's the memories that we build together, you know, whether it's, uh, in the house or taking a trip, coming home, doing homework, um, taking them to the park, 
you know, taking them to uh, family events to, cause one of my, cause <clears throat> my kids, man, they um they love their family. They always want to be around. You know, it's uh, they always want to be around the cousins. It's nonstop. Um, these are the moments that I just cherish being, you know, as a father. Just <clears throat> being present and uh, watching them grow and um, giving them advice and teachable, sharing teachable moments with them. So that right there is everything to me because, like I said, we didn't have that. We didn't have that growing up with our dad, you know? Um, I can't sit there and be like, okay, and dwell on it because what is that going to do? But uh, I just want to give my kids, you know, my, <clears throat> just know that I'm there for them. Just know that I'm always present. I'm, I'm going to show up for them. That's, uh, that's very enjoyable to me. You know, talking, uh, whether it's, uh, about whatever they want to talk about, especially with Aiden now, he's uh, a little bit older, and um, the conversation is not about you know, just what you uh, how was school today, but it's also about you know, um, what the world is like out there when you step outside these doors, you know, when you leave your house, you know, it's something I never had, you never had, so these are the moments I enjoy, you know talking to them and uh, telling them what's right, what's wrong, you know. Now, he's, uh, he's a little older. He's not, the like I said, the conversation is not just about, you know, doing your homework. He, <laughs> the other day, he told me that um, he want to buy uh, some flowers. I'm like, what do you need flowers for? He's like, because Valentine's coming around. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. So who you getting, you know, that's, who you getting flowers for? <laughs> so as you get older, you know, the conversation is a, a little different. It's a little different now. Than, so I enjoy those, I enjoy those moments. Was there, was there um anything you being a dad now that you wish that you had done different? Different? <laughs> Lies. Um... No, not really. Not really. I felt like I've done all that I could. Um, I've 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 been around for him. I've been here for him. I've given him my all so far. He probably maybe he could tell you <laughs> if there's something he wish I could have done different. But um I uh, I push myself every day to be to be here with him, man, because, you know, I go to sleep tonight and not wake up tomorrow, you know, so, um, every moment I wish with them, I cherish, man, so I push myself, I do my best, I do what I can to just be there for them every day. Um, with that, um, what are some three happy moments that you can recall in your life with your kids or just individually with yourself? Oh man, there's 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 a few there's there's a few. Um, we could go back um 
till just this past summer when he, he didn't graduate from uh, middle school. You know, that and I also uh, graduated. So that was a very happy moment, you know. Um, that's a moment that we share, and that's what I'm going to remember forever. Well, one of the happiest moments also would have to be um, the birth of, I know it's a little bit, <laughs> you know, typical, but um, the birth of Aiden, first son, firstborn, that was a very happy moment for me. That's, that's one I will remember forever as well. This one is a little more, I would have to say, um, we sit here, we tell our story, but a lot of people <laughs> will not understand. Um, unless, you know, you have, a, you know, walk in our shoes. But a very happy moment would it would have to be I don't, I'm not sure if you probably you probably even mentioned that too I'm not sure but one someone mentioned that um, just moving out from a one bedroom to a four bedroom apartment <laughs> that was amazing man that was amazing because for years we um for years Five people, four kids, including mom. We uh we shacked together in a in a bedroom and in a shared bathroom for years together, until finally my mom um got this four bedroom apartment that she is still currently living in. And uh, I never had my own room until you know we moved to that apartment, and I was about. I don't know, 18. <laughs> so could you imagine that? I never had my room until I, I think I was probably 18. And that was a very happy moment for me. Yeah, that was a, a moment for, I think, all of us that was there. Um, definitely for me, it was definitely a, a moment as well to cherish, to look back on. Um, and uh, I mentioned before when we, I don't know if you remember, when we first moved in, not moving, the first day we actually got the key and uh, we entered the apartment. I, I I said it before, but I don't know if you remember it. Uh, me, you, and Gamaniel ran to the back room to see if we can get the room that we want. Um, and I picked the one that you wanted to have, and you could kick me out. So now I was had to share a room with Gamaniel. And again, I couldn't complain because you were the older brother. So whatever you said, go. So I really couldn't really say anything. So I can I can remember that clearly, vividly. That uh, the one that I really wanted um, was the one that he was like, no, I want that. And literally kicked me out and locked the door <laughs> behind you. Uh, but that was definitely a, m- a memory for me, too. And it's still today. Um, I have I have uh, dreams about that that day. I have dreamed about the the one room room that we were stay, all staying in, staying in. And you said it. Um, uh, you said it nice when you said we were stacked um, on. It's literally it was just like all five, all of us were in there. And then you have my mom that had Barbara, the youngest one, and that's a different dynamic uh, in itself. So it was a struggle. It was hard. It was very, very hard. I couldn't. I can't even. It, it was very, very hard. I can't. I can't even begin to like explain the details and how how bad it was. But again, like you said, I'm not trying to focus back in the 
the past, but I want to, you know, be better now. I, right. I want to focus on the future. Yeah, man, that was a uh, that was a rough time, rough time in our lives, man. Um, we don't really need to go back on that because uh, I felt like you um, you elaborated on it on a previous episode, and you know. For some people who know our story, they know our story. If they don't, okay, then they probably don't. Uh, I just want to say, um, for some people who don't understand from the outside looking in, don't look at it as us trying to, you know, um, bash our dad, okay? And what we're here trying to do. We're just here trying to give our take, you know, um, on growing up, what it was like growing up. I don't want people to sit there and be like, oh, this is bad. No, it's not bad. It's just our experience growing up. And that's what we went through. We just, we laid it out. We, we've bottled it for a very long time. And um, for you to come out and, you know, and talk about this on a podcast where you know everyone is listening. Uh, I I um I shake your hand on that because it's not a very, it's not an easy thing to talk about. It's not an easy thing to talk about uh, what we went through. Uh, some people might visualize it, might see it. Some people might don't. But <laughs> it was not easy. It was not easy growing up without our dad being around okay <laughs> um that's pretty much what it was it was not easy um six seven years old eight nine years old you know um in being in a drug infested <laughs> building you know I give us a lot of credit as well, man, because we <laughs> we could have uh, none of us turned into any drug addicts or anything like that. None of us got into drugs because it was very easy to just do that, you know, because it was all around us in the built inside the building, outside. We've seen and experienced a lot of lot of stuff, lot of stuff. So we we. Um, we made it, man. I'm just happy we're here. None of us, you know, like I said, got into drugs. We've um, going to be, you know, respectable people, respectable men who's, you know, doing whatever is necessary to, um, you know, give our kids, our future, a better life. So for you, you and all my brothers, all my siblings, you know, a lot of respect, man. Like, we uh, we made it, we made it. You can say we made it. That's the honest truth. <clears throat> um, I know my, my mother, our mom said the very same thing, and I even think about it now. Um, a couple of times where I think the odds were against us, like the, the situation that we were in. I just feel like odds were against us. And I, I honestly feel like all of us beat that odd. We were able to overcome it and become who we are today, that we survived. The, the, the simple fact that none of us are not into drugs. We're not, we didn't go to jail or prison. 
um, you know, we're not dead on the roadside. It is about sharing miracles because, again, this is, we were pretty much raised, not pretty much, we were raised by our mom. And to a certain degree, and I was mentioning before, um, uh, we kind of had to grow up by ourselves. We had to learn how to grow up at a, at, a, at a faster rate than other people had to go, had to, because we didn't have the structure in our lives. We didn't have the father structure in our life. We didn't have the housing. We didn't have any space. We don't have no elbow room. We didn't have any of those things um, for to our advantage. So we had to learn how to like cope. We had to learn how to like to survive. So I've, I honestly feel like I know myself and some other my siblings said we had to learn how to grow faster than we than other people had to. Yes, we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of the situation, you know, we had to learn how to grow. Because I mean, it, we didn't have a, we didn't really have a choice. No, there was no there was no choice, man. Because um, <laughs> um, we just had to survive, and that's what we did. We survived, man, and then uh, we made it. We made it. We here today, and uh, thank God. Um, but you know, there was one man who was always there for us. Um, and as I mentioned before, his name is Franz, Franz Miller. He, uh, he came through. He came through. We made it, but uh, we had to grow up ourselves, but he was the one person who was there for us. And, uh, Thank you for that, friends. I know you're probably not listening, but if somebody's listening, you could just pass on that message to him and just say, I said, we said thank you. Because uh, he, uh, I don't no need to elaborate on what he did because uh, he's not the type of man that um, wants credit for anything. I've, I listened to last um, show, that episode, I'm sorry. And, uh, Gamaniel um, elaborated on that, on what he did for us a little bit. Um, so, if somebody's out there listening, just let him know. I said thank you. Um, he's always been a he's always been a hard man to reach. <laughs> always been busy, but um, for us, he was he's, uh, he's never too busy. Um, I don't know if uh, without his presence. I'll be, you know, uh, I don't know where you'll be, where um, Barbara would be, where <clears throat> Gael will be, because um, he was always present for us. How do you want your your children to remember you? Good question. Um, just know that I was uh, a fun dad. I was um, a present dad. I was always one that was there when they needed them, um, when they needed me. I'm sorry. Um, when that wasn't too, I wasn't harsh. Or I wasn't. I was not absent. I was there when they needed me, and you know that's that's all. No more, no less. Cool, cool. I wanted to. I have literally about two questions more to ask you, and I can just like let you be. Yeah, man, as much questions as you like. (laughs) Okay. Um, I know we spoke about dad before, and I just want to wrap this up as far as talking about dad. Um, I wanted to ask you 
if you had the chance right now, if dad was listening or you was in front of him, um, to tell him anything that you wanted to, that was on your heart. Um, again, I know you said you don't you know, try not to hold grudges and not to, trying to look back, but if you were had to sit down with him or he's listening right right now and you want to tell him something, what would you want to tell him? Wow. Um, you know what? Um, that window is still open. Um, it's not just me, but I feel like the fact that he's still around is something that we should sit around and put him, you know, maybe in the center and ask him. I'm not talking about, when I say me, I'm not talking about just me, you, Martin, Gael. I'm talking about the other kids as well, man, because it seems like we um, almost forget about them. I'm talking about Chen Li, John, and Fafa because as much as we um, we had our own experience with him, they also went through some stuff. Um, but again, I know some of the backstories. That's for them to, you know, come here if they chose to to come and tell you. And uh, you know, yeah, sit them sit them down for one day, and then you know, fire some questions and as it you know, like, um, what happened? What is it about? You know, why wasn't you around more? Just that. Why wasn't you around more? And uh, just to hear it from him. It's not too late. I don't think that's something that is too late for us to do. You know, um, I've heard mom said that many times. Like, um, maybe you guys just need to sit him around, sit him down, and ask him uh, what happened. You know, and maybe he have an answer, not just for me, but uh, for all of us. Because, uh, I mean, tomorrow's not promised, man. He's here. Uh, I think it's something we should sit down and something we should take into consideration and uh, and do. And uh, if you look at him now, I think he would be more than willing to sit down and talk to us. I think we'd be doing him a great service if we could do that, sit down and talk to him. And uh, I don't think he would have any uh, problem doing that. Uh, and that's something I look forward to. Uh, maybe something I could put together one of us could put together um, because as much as we, we I suffer when we I say we I'm talking about my mom's kid Violet I think um, the other kids John Chenley Edwin they um, they suffer as well it wasn't just us <laughs> you know they still have their own stories to tell so that's what I would do yeah you're absolutely right. I mean, that's something when I, I mean, I know even just phrasing that question, it sounds like he's no longer with us, but mm-hmm. he's present. Uh, I think you absolutely right. This is something that can be done and we should look forward to try to, to get that answer. Sometimes we just need an answer so we can like close that chapter in our lives. And I think all of us have that. Um, I know you mentioned the other siblings. Um, I, I, I intend to, and I look forward to have a, a sit down with them as well so they can have, so we can hear their perspective in it too. Again, that's another like, uh, in itself, that's another journey. That's another story to tell because they had their own ordeal. They had their own problems they had to deal with. 
um, they was in Haiti while that's what was happening and they came here it was still something that was going on mm-hmm. they still have their own story to tell Edwin and my sister Martine has something to tell as well I again I wanted to have this platform it's not only just to reveal yourself to just be vulnerable but it's more of a, a therapeutic for me um, and to just hear how all of us went through these things and not only we uh, we made it but we survived Mm-hmm. Um, and two, again, just having a, a, a closed chapter in that book just to say what happened. Right. You know, if we have that here, well, instead of waiting for, you know, not to be morbid for our dad to pass away, he's here right now. So the question that we have, the the comments that we have, we should be able to right now um, talk to him about it. Because I know, like you said as well, he's more receptive to hear those questions and be able to give it to us. Uh, the answers because he's in a he's in a, a, a stable state right now where he's able to talk to us he wants to talk to us he wants us yeah. to be more involved so i think we should take full advantage of that um and again this platform right now is this just allow us to be open um to hear our own stories because most of these stories has just been hidden behind closed doors and we ourselves didn't even sp- didn't speak it out loud speaking out loud out loud just for me is therapeutic not only for me, but for my siblings. And I, and I told Emmanuel just a few um, days ago, I want us to be better. Great, uh, Granted, our relationship and our upbringing was not the best, but it's not focusing on the past. It's what we are today and what we can do today to better ourselves and better our future and better our future for our sons and daughters and for our wives. That's my focus. It's, it's therapeutics. It's us to understand and see where different views and different ways of things happen um you have yours i have mine not to say any of it is wrong um uh, it's just that's just your view you know we grew up in the same household but you have a different perspective of it and that's what i want to get um there's so many of us i want all of us to have uh, a story to tell so they can know okay this is how you uh you overcame this stuff and you 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 made it and that's for me that's my core that we made it we overcome a lot of stuff we overcame a lot of stuff and we made it and the fact that we're here is by god's grace and if we can share our story maybe you can help somebody else that's going through it currently and say that they can make it as well because again you never know how many people or who you can impact um, by telling your story and that's what i want to do i want to tell my story and i want to tell our story so somebody else can hear it and say they can make it as well or just to have the rest of my families darius family a million family to know this is what we went through. It wasn't what you thought it was, or maybe it was, maybe it, it, it isn't, but this is what we got from it. This is how we were able to overcome these things. Um, and definitely something that I want to continue doing and I want to uh, develop it and revamp it if, if I have to. But this is, a, a again, this is a platform for all of us to become better, all of us to do better. Um, and as I said before, a, a better version of ourselves. Um, we didn't have the best upbringing again, but we can do better for the future um, that's coming up, especially for our sons and daughters. Yeah, and that's all. This, that's all this is all about, you know. You know, um, giving the next generation a better path to, you know, understanding your past and not do something I did or the generation before me did. And that's all it's about, just getting uh, getting the message out. You know, expressing your yourself, so leaving uh, something behind for the future generation. Because uh, what good is it to just keep repeating the same thing over and over, right? Yeah, um, and 
it took it, like i said it, it, uh, uh, i respect you for what for, for this because it, it takes a lot of courage to just because you know how it, it's not um how many people have the courage to just come out and say you know say some of the things we've said because people just bottle things up and not talk about it so so for you to say, i mean i know there's a lot i'm here telling you how i'm feeling but uh, at the same time there are things you know i'm not revealing to you there are things you know i i keep inside but you know that's those things i keep i choose to keep inside because i you know it's not that it's it's bad or anything i just don't want to share but uh, again respect a lot of uh, respect to you for doing this man because it, it uh, it's good to talk it's good to talk it's good to let things out definitely that is that is my goal just for us to be more communicative towards one another to be more open um and i know that's something that uh not all of us share or able to do or not able to do it's willing to do at times just being just talking you know we so much sometimes we are so into ourselves and so into ourselves doing things that we don't even have the basic conversation at times so i mean before i wrap it up and i just um, ask you last question i just wanted to open the table for you um, to see if you have any questions for me that you wanted to ask or wanted to know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it seems like you, uh, for since I've known you, BJ, I've never known you to <laughs> raise your voice. <laughs> and I always wonder, what does it take for you to do that? Because I never see you get too high or too low. You always even kill what is where where does that come from oh that's a good question um i don't know i i couldn't even tell you if i knew i mean i can maybe take a shot at it i can say there's a lot of stuff that i have experienced in my life um i just tend to take a step back and say do i want this is this gonna better me um, and I, I said it before, mentally and physically, I cannot withstand and hold anger too long. It, it has an impact on my body, has an impact on my mind. It just does not make me feel well. So the best way to go about things, instead of keeping anger and keeping being, and being uh, resentful or revengeful, is I prefer not to have that in my character because the, the longer I keep that for me, me personally experiencing that, whenever I experience that, it, it, it physically has a toll on my body. So instead of me going back and forth with someone, I, I don't know. I just like, uh, let's take a step back and breathe and say, I, I can't do this. I, I cannot do this because it can also be, you know, through examples of what I've experienced and I've seen, you know, maybe violence and I've seen the way certain people talk to certain other people or, uh, maybe again, uh, with our story, with our father that I want to take a step back and I want it to be different because again, if I don't take a step, who is? You know, I'm saying that's my always my mind frame. If I don't take a step, if I don't be different, who is? Because now I'm looking for someone to be different. The question is, why can't I be different? Why can't I take that step to be different? But again, it's more of a mentality. It's more of a uh, of awakening that you have to come to. That's something maybe I've, I've had ever since I was young, and I never liked to raise my voice. Never liked to raise my voice at anybody. Um, I couldn't even explain to you if I could. That's the best way I can say, but based on the examples that's around me uh, things I see, things I like and don't like I I want to I want to do better 
and that's what it is i want to do better and be better because right now and even then i want to be an example you know i want to be an example i want to be better than what was taught i want to be better than what i saw in front of me um because it's not fair to just have that same to have someone um not have it a good example we talk about becoming better but again like i said before why can't you be the first step to do better sometimes it's hard it is hard i'm not saying it's gonna be easy but the more you do it the easier it becomes uh the more it becomes second nature to you at least for me um i i, I just don't like um negativity and i don't, don't like i don't vibe towards it and i can't hold towards it that's just me and i mean i think for, to a certain degree um you're like that too you're mad cool level-headed and, and, and chill um if you get upset there is a reason for it like I've, i can't say I, i've seen you get upset unreasonable um i and there's a lot of characteristics again that i see in everybody that's around me i just choose to pick at okay he does this right he does that right i'm going to incorporate it in my life you know um he knows how to raise his kids he know how to talk to his kids he know how to like uh, discipline his kids the proper way i'm going to take that so that's how i go about doing things and living my life to be a little bit happier because i feel like i deserve to be happy why not strive to be happy yeah that's 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 beautiful man you know i um i always um you always been one to keep to yourself you know do the right thing of god free men and i always respect that about you and um i've um i love the man you um you become man <laughs> you become the beast that is a that's very beautiful man what you knew and uh you know now that you're a father it's a it's a beautiful thing to see the relationship that you have built with uh with Elias man it seems like he's the center of your world and uh that's the way it should be and uh, I love that I love that I love the bond out of the relationship um, you just keep doing what you're doing man I need to look back um, because um, um like I said we've made it man we've came so far <laughs> I I give out loud because people don't know <laughs> we came far man and, uh, you know keep striving man you know just want to tell you man I love you wow thank you man <laughs> I I I take the compliment and I'm flattered and thank you for for saying these words. I love you. I love you so much. Really, I honestly I, I I still do and I can't say I I still do. And I'm really grateful for who you are and what you have become. Um and again, thank you for the compliment. Um uh, just to wrap up, I just wanted to ask you, um what do you want the dads, the fathers, the father figures out there to know? You know what? Whether you're a father now or a father to be, just some um, there's 24 hours in a day, man. Find some time for your kids. You know, I don't care how busy you are, what you're doing. There's nothing more important than giving your kids your time. Find some time for you and your kids. Uh, it's the most important thing you can give them. It's the most important thing. Give them love, shower them with love, let them know that you love them, tell them every day that you love them. 
whether they like it or not. Give them hugs. Um, I'm always hugging my kids, you know. Um, Aiden now, he's a, like I said, he's a transforming to the teen thing. Um, he almost don't want to hug me anymore. But, you know, he just want to shake hands. But uh, every now and then, man, I'm hugging him. I'm telling him I love him. I'm walking to his room and uh, checking, up, checking up on him. Um, that is what's important, man. Giving your kids your time. You could... You spend eight hours at work. <laughs> you spend two hours in the gym. And, you know, do whatever it is in between. But if you're not giving your kids your time, then what are you doing? And uh, that's all I would tell other fathers and future fathers-to-be. And um, that's what I see in our generation, in my family now. That's what we do. So who... <clears throat> to uh, to everyone out there, just keep doing that too. To to the <clears throat> my generation, my kid, my family. As you can see, you could see uh, you could see it that uh, we take this thing very seriously. We take this father, being a father, very seriously. So, um, if your father to be or uh, plan to become one one day, just um. Make some quality time for your kids. And that's what I would tell every every father's out there. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. And I want to just thank you again. Thank you so much for just like the time that you, you took to just like come into this podcast and meant a lot for me. Um, I was nervous, but I'm, I'm happy that I got this done. I'm happy that you were here to just open up and just telling me about your story. To tell you the truth. I'm really, really happy that you came to do this um and again guys if you guys listening you, you heard what he said you know be intentional be intentional with your time be intentional with hugging your, your kids no matter what age they are be intentional guys well whatever time that you have again you spend time at work you spend time at a gym you spend time away when you are at home be home spend time with your kids you know really actually spend time with your kids um with with with, with piggy I could honestly say there are so many things that I can go about saying, the positivity of what you've done, the things that you have done, and you've done so many great things and still doing great things. As a little brother, I still look up to you. I really still look up to you. The things that you do, I still look up to you. You are such an amazing father. You're such an amazing husband, and you are a, 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 an amazing brother. And I want to thank you for what you've done the example that you've given me and my, uh, my, my other siblings for uh, being an older brother, for being that person in our lives. Granted, we didn't have a father in our lives. Granted, we didn't have that figure in our lives. We had other father figures. But because you were present in our lives, because you were present in my life, it made a huge difference. And every day that I am next to you, every day that I'm, I'm, I'm in your presence, it makes me feel like a kid again. It makes me feel... Uh, uh, small again small not like insecure but just like that's your older brother and you need to respect him so even again even still now you can say you can say no and no means no there's no arguments because that's the authority that you have in you as an older brother and I am so respectful of, of you I, I love you for everything that you are I love you for who you are and what you have become and the dad that you are the husband that you are you are such an amazing person and I encourage you to continue doing more 
I encourage you to become uh, more. Um, and I encourage you and everybody else to become a better version of yourself. Who you want it to be, be better than that. You know, that's an amazing trait that I want to continue having and I wanted to implement and say. And I want to, I think I might say it continuously throughout the podcast be a better version of yourself. I want to be a better version of myself. So everything that I do, I'm going to be intentional about it. Spend time with your kids, spend time at home. Um, again, like hug them, kiss them, and just like be in their presence. Know what they know. You know, it could be as they get older, they might be a, a, a little annoyed with you. But don't stop because what happens is when they get older, they're going to want to be like you. They want to be like their dad, you know, granted, as as we become adolescents and we become uh, teens and stuff like that, that's the rebellious phase. But as we grow up, as, as you can tell with me and uh, uh, and uh, Peggy, that we can reflect back on the good times. We can reflect back on how who impact us positively. If our father was in my life, uh, I lost him during that time. We definitely would talk about it. But he's not a horrible person. Is that during that time, he, he was not able to cater to us. But I'm not focusing on that. I just want to tell you guys, focus on the future. Be better. Do better with yourself. Be better for somebody else, if not for you. Because it's always, always somebody watching. Once again, I just want to thank you guys for coming back to Dear Dad Podcast. I want to thank my older brother again for uh, opening up and telling me his out of the story. All right, guys. So again, till next time, I will see you and I'll talk to you in a few. Bye. Big Brother. As the first seed, you were planted and grew to become so strong, thin and skinny, but ever so strong, ever so smart. You are placed in an environment of freedom and laughter, in a culture rich with possibilities, no fear, no boundaries. The first, the strongest, the bravest. For as far as I could remember, I always wanted to be just like you. There is something about being the oldest, being the firstborn. Such great pride and great joy you brought to the family. You are simply an amazing person. Remarkably smart, strikingly bright. I wanted to be just like you in every way. I looked up to you with such admiration. When I'm around you, I still feel like a kid. I still feel the need to run after you to know what you know, to do what you do. You are and still are one of the coolest person I know. I learned to love music from you, your albums and playlists of songs. Artists such as Lauryn Hill, Blackstreet, Miles Davis, and the one and the only Sade. You are my first friend, my first role model, my first iron, my first legend, my first superhero. Yes, I can honestly say you are my first hero. All grown into adulthood, I can still see your cape. I see it strongly when you look at your sons, 
I see it from the way you love and embrace your sons. I see it flying by when you sacrifice yourself every time for someone else's happiness. So thank you. Thank you for being such an amazing person, for being our hero, my hero. Okay, guys, if you want to keep up or listen to more of this podcast, you can go to Google Play, Stitcher, Apple, and Spotify. And, of course, on social media as far as Instagram. Catch you later.